Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, or shall I say good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me this morning, and I also want to thank my loyal listeners for joining me here as we basically do these shows. I'm trying to do the Facebook Live thing, and this is, like, driving me nuts because I'm trying to get all of this stuff going at the same time, but it don't seem like it want to cooperate, and yet my phone want to be ringing. I'm like, come on, now this thing is, I don't understand what I got going on. So I might have to just do it from my iPad because this is taking forever to do. But, again, I want to thank you for joining me. Now, today's topic, as I always say, they're interesting topics. But with today, I really was not feeling the show. I really wasn't. And I apologize. I didn't come on yesterday because I had so much going on that I wasn't able to, um, I just wasn't, like I said, I wasn't really feeling it. And with all of the life stuff that I have going on in my life right now, but today I said, you know what, I called some people just to see what they had going on in life, to see if they wanted to, um, let me dismiss close application, okay, to see if they felt like doing the show. And I thought about it. I said, you know what, Jeanette, again, this is not about you. It's for individuals that may be in need or desiring or want to hear something. Now, again, as you guys know, Tuesdays is when we do the show from the pulpit to the couch where you would normally receive biblical teachings from someone that's in ministry or that basically, no word, and myself, Jeanette Abney, a licensed American family therapist. Now, waiting on my neighbor childhood friend to call in because she's going to be joining me today as we're going to be talking about this show, which is entitled Don't Add to My Pain. Now, when we talk about Don't Add to My Pain, that right there is an interesting topic because pain can present itself in a number of forms. And we normally think of physical pain. You know, I woke up this morning, every part of my body was hurting, and I cannot wait until 6 o'clock get here so I can go see my people and go get me a massage, you know, so they can rub and dig and do all that other stuff with me. Because when we're in pain, we're already going through something. When we start talking about the pain of physical pain, what about the emotional pain? You know, when you're going through something emotionally, you know, whether it be raising an adult child, raising children, what's going on with COVID in this situation, or whether you're in a toxic, unhealthy marriage or relationship, or even if you're having family problems and the family is not communicating effectively with one another. So, or experiencing the death of a loved one. That is a tragic pain, too. And a lot of times individuals really don't know how to process that pain. But then when you're going through something and you've got somebody else trying to add to your pain, mm-mm, anybody got time for that. And that's something that we really need to talk about because a lot of times individuals don't know or even know how to say no. Now, because I didn't do the show yesterday, 
I wanted to also be talking about not only don't add to my pain, also we need to learn how to stop wasting our time. Because a lot of times we waste time on foolish matters and things that are really not that important. So if you want to call in on a conversation and join in, give me a call, 516-387-1914. You know, I'm looking at my thing on Facebook, and it's telling me something about something that's too low, the FPS. I don't know what the heck that is. So let me, I don't know where Ms. Sean is, but let me text her and let her know that I am on. Okay. The show is on. And like I said, I apologize because I didn't get a chance to put a lot of the information out like I normally do, and that's because I've been having way too much going on. So I'm going to start tagging and sharing as I am going alone, and like I said, and waiting for Miss Sean to call in. I don't know where she's at, but hopefully she did not forget about me. Now, I want to share some information, and like I said, I'm going to talk about the pain, the different types of pain, how individuals can basically overcome being in pain, regardless of what type of pain it is, and that's the purpose of doing the show and sharing this information. So let me go to some of the information that I that I had, like I said, because um, as usual, I wait to the last minute. I said wait to the last minute because I did have this information out for yesterday, but I did not talk about it because I wanted to also add to it the psychological stressors and how all of this kind of kind of ties in to one another. And because we start talking about that, and it, it goes to when I said don't add to my pain, okay, she added, she called in, let me add her own. Hey, Ms. Sean, how you doing? I'm blessed, how are you? You know what I'm. You know what I'm doing. My, like I said, when we talk about pain, my body is just hurting. It is just really yeah. hurting. But the problem is, and that's why I started calling individuals because I didn't do the show yesterday. My voice wasn't mm-hmm. right. Nothing was right today. But I said I'm gonna press my way because even though yes, I may right. not feel like enough to be, I may not feel like dealing with doing certain, a lot of different things. You never know what you may say that may touch another person or what another person is going through. And like I said, by adding to people's pain, because sometimes people don't realize when a person is going through that they don't need no more drama. Now, I'm looking at mm-hmm. a, something that I saw, and it said, watch your words, for you may think that it's a joke, but others may consider it to be something else. Because you really don't know somebody's pain or what another person may be going through. So we really need to be mindful of our words as well as our actions. So when just bringing up this topic, don't add to my pain, what comes to your mind, Sean? Actually, you know, the statement you just made is so ironic that I kind of had a um, little bit of a similar, um, you know, event that happened yesterday evening. Um, One of my close friends, a guy, he was just joking around with me because I was just getting out of the hospital, and he was like, slow down, party girl, you know, player or whatever he was. And I, it, I guess I took that the wrong way. And I was like, don't make that statement to me because that's not me. So, I, you know, it, it, I took it 
way too personally, but like you said, these people have to watch what they say because you never know, you know, what a person is feeling or the state that they're in, the state of mind. And my state of mind lately, we know it's not been right in, in months. So I, I probably take everything a little too, you know, personally. And he actually called me, and he's like, you know, he said, you know, I didn't mean that like that. You know, I apologize. I didn't mean to offend you. I was just telling you to slow down because, you know, I don't. we don't want you to be sick and hospital. We just want you to slow it down and, you know, take mm-hmm. care of yourself. And I understood that. But like you said, when sometimes people don't know where you are in your mind, where you are in your life, you know, and things, and, you know, it, it, I'm pretty sure he really didn't mean no harm, but it's just that where I am, it was offensive, and it really shouldn't have been. But at the same time, when you have pain, deep-set pain, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, when it's, it, it is what it is. And mm-hmm. in, in the state I am, the state I'm, I'm in, and looks are deceiving because, we know people look at me and they're like, oh, my God, you look so great and you look like you. Yeah, looks are truly deceiving because mm-hmm. uh, I'm not where I look at, look like I am. Mm-hmm. You, you know, know it's like I said, like, I, uh, when it says I'm glad I don't look like what I've been through. And, you know, you and I had just had a conversation with Friday, and then to mm-hmm. hear that you was in the hospital, I'm like, oh, Lord, we just talked about this. You know, and even today when I was contemplating on the show, and Tony was like, Jen, just slow down, just relax. Just, just, I was like, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I do not know how oh to do that. I can't sit still. So, girl, within 15 minutes, I, you know, because you know I didn't have the stuff ready for the show. So, girl, I got to start putting stuff together. I'm tagging folks now, and, and then I go on the Facebook line trying to put the information out real quick, and but you know what? It is what it is. But like I mm-hmm. said, we just have to be mindful, and we have to consider it and not make ourselves be a burden on to somebody else because you don't mm-hmm. want to add mm-hmm. what somebody else is already going through. And a lot of times yeah, that's exactly. what we say, selfish, they're inconsiderate, words are powerful, and just a, a, a mere just a, you know, just, just be considerate. Just be considerate of others. And that you just said when you said, you know, yeah, you do need to slow down and, you know, pace yourself. And um, another person this morning was telling me, you, they told me you just got out of the hospital. Can you please sit down for a day, at least two days? And I'm like, not really. And it's not on purpose, but I don't have the time to sit down for a whole day or especially two days. I would like to. Don't get me wrong. I would like to. And it's it's not nobody else putting anything on me. The things that I have to do really is just a day-to-day. You know what? No, I might not be in the physical. At the end of the day, you don't need to be on your back. We be thinking that way. That's what our mind be trying to tell us to do. But we really need to slow it down. I know I do, too. I do, too. I be running around like a chick. Even my, even my dog is trying to show me how to rest. My dog is like, I don't need to eat today. I'll go outside and let you know when I got to pee. Girl, my dog is laying on her doggy bed like, mm-mm, I'm rested. <laughs> right. You, know that you can hurt um, anybody. Girl, watching my dog, I'm like, 
Kelly want to go outside. She was, mm-mm, honey, I'm rested today. You ain't adding to my problems. I ain't going out there dealing with people eating up my food with the birds. I'm not going out there that <laughs> Don't add to my pain. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, and I, and, I, and I get it. I, I really do get it. I was literally, I was sitting in the hospital uh, with a whole agenda. Okay, when you get out, you got to do this, 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 and this. Literally, it's just the way my mind works. Mhm. Mm-hmm. It is like I said. Maybe terrible to admit, but it's the truth. It's the way my mind works. You know, we say people like say when you say you're in physical pain, you could be in just as much mental pain as physical. Mm-hmm. And when you're in mental pain. Believe me, it becomes physical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it will. And that's a part of what we're going to be talking about on the show today because a lot of individuals don't realize that that psychological pain is heavy. You know, we have people that are dealing with death, with losing loved ones, you know, children in school with COVID. And, you know, even when you were talking about the, the young boy and got to get COVID tests, I'm like, okay, I don't know if you gave yeah. him a birthday party. I don't know if y'all did what you were supposed to do. You know, but mm-hmm. it's just much going on, and people are in all sorts of pain, all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. that they're going through and dealing with, and some people don't even know how to process that, and stress kills. When you're in that yes, kind of pain and your body starts stressing out, it, girl, it, it's just too much. It's way too much, but did you guys hear the baby in the background of the um, show? Oh, no, I hear him. I hear the baby. Yeah. So, he all the way in the back house. <laughs> Uh-uh, Ryder used to do that to me when he was younger. I'd be doing the show, girl, Ryder couldn't wait. And he'd be crawling around, making all kind of noise, and then as soon as I get out the air, he'd go to sleep. I would be like, really, Ryder? Really? <laughs> no, yeah, not a problem. I'm glad about the topic because it is where I am right now. I, I had mm-hmm. a um, doctor's appointment this morning just to follow up from being discharged from the hospital, but... A friend of mine, she happened to call me yesterday, and she was like, I was trying to catch you before they discharge you from the hospital because you've been saying you needed the grief counseling. And she was like, you know, you could talk to um, the um, case management and, and request it. And I was like, oh, you're right. And they came to talk to me, and they asked me did I need anything. I said no. But uh, either way, I was like, well, I have a doctor's appointment in the morning. And sure enough, I, my uh, although it's pulmonary, he was. He said, "I'll be happy to do it." He said because he was like, "Although you look great," he said, "I can tell you not your normal upbeat self." And I was like, "No, I'm not." I said, "Don't get me wrong. I'm not in a slump, but I, I I'm not right." He said, "I'll be happy to do it." So I'm like, you know, I'm 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 kind of glad about that because well, I you know don't what? And, to... and I'll tell you, finding therapists right now can be a challenge because a lot of therapists are. But they are doing more telehealth services. Um, you can contact like BetterHealth.com, Path.com. So there's a lot of different things you can find out through your insurance company if your coverage um, basically pay for what's called out of network providers. So that way they can give you like a super bill. But there is help available. There's crisis lines. There's people you can talk to. You know you can call me. You know. So, but don't hold on to that stuff. Don't hold on to that pain because it will turn into something else. It really will. You know, even the month of October and it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and, you know, my mom died of breast cancer, and then, you 
know, her birthday is in October. Boogie's birthday in October. Angel's birthday. Everybody in my family's birthday team like was, was in October. You know, mm-hmm. so that's a lot of stuff for me, too, of having to deal with a lot of that. And that's a whole other type of, of pain. You know, Byron's funeral service is supposed to be on Friday. So I'm like, you know, I, 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 with all of the stuff and as long as we've been knowing each other and the relationship that we had and the marriage that we had, I don't want to see him in no casket. I, I don't, I don't know if I can, I, I, I don't want to do, I want to deal with that. I, I just really, really don't. And I know the drama that's going to come along with it. I don't have time for that. I really don't. You know, so when you start the, uh, hmm? No, I said I really understand that. I really do. I totally understand. Are you part? And I, I, I don't. Um, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. He always get mad at me because he would say that when he would want to spend time with me, I would never want to spend time with him. But let somebody die, I'll be on my way to a funeral. And now here it is, I'll be on my way to funerals, but don't want to go to his. You, and it's not that I'm trying to be mean, but I, I just don't. I, I don't want to. I, I don't want to have to deal with that. I really don't. I'd rather just remember him the way he was and the laughter, the conversations, and I, I don't want to do that. I just don't. Yeah. That yeah that's, a, totally get it. I, I really do. You know that that you said it, it. It is something of the past, but still. It's an important part of the past, too. True. Because when you talk about grief, you talk about grief, Sean, the one thing that people don't realize about grief is you're not only grieving the person that has just passed, you're grieving people that have passed before them, too. So that's a whole other issue. And people are not even aware of that. They just think that, you know, it's just the one person that passed. Mm-mm. It's much deeper than that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I and I, I feel the same way about my auntie, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I, I'm even sad for her, in a, you know, in a way. I looked at. She lost her son. Not to mention her, that's her son. You know, that was her youngest boy. And then to mm-hmm. lose your sister that pretty much was, you know, what it was, they, they, not say it's a special relationship, not any better than anybody else. It's a sibling relationship. But, you know, they they were the only two for years. My uncle been dead since I was 10 years old. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, she truly lost everybody, her mother, her father. Um, uh, her sister now, her brother mm-hmm. years ago, and uh, then her son. You know, that's mm-hmm. a lot of love. And, you know, I used to didn't think my auntie was strong, but to be able to have that much loss and truly, mm-hmm. in a way, be the only one left, I don't envy her, but, you know, I applaud her because she's still she's still holding it together. You know, more well, than I thought I, I don't know what the baby, the but even me and my aunt. Mm-hmm. The thing is, Sean, you just got to do what you got to do. And you got to learn how to persevere. And like I said, it's not easy 
but you learn how to press your way through is basically it. It's, and like I said, nobody says it's going to be easy. And just like they say, trouble don't last always, and that is true. But by that same token, you know, you you just got to find a way. And there's no there's no one fix or a perfect way of even grieving or, or doing anything. And um, you, you make the best. You make the best of your situation is basically what you do. Now, when we start talking about this, I'm looking for some information. You know, Facebook kind of, I was on my computer, and it just did not work well for me, so it kicked me off my computer. So then I just went on to my other, I grabbed my other phone and do the Facebook stuff. So I got to get more organized. So, again, if you want to join in on a conversation, as we're talking about don't add to my pain, Give us a call at 516-387-1914. I would love to hear your comments. I would love for you to share your thoughts as it relates to what kind of pain you may be experiencing, finding ways of resolving your pain. And like I said, and if you know that you are causing pain to other people, and it may not be intentional. It really may not be. But we need to just be able to learn how to um, address that. And then also, I'm looking at something, and it talks about why I am in so much pain. Because a lot of times individuals don't even realize that it's pain. So I want to share some information, and it talks about what are five signs of emotional suffering. So when we start talking about the emotional suffering and the pain, one of them is you will see personality change in a way that seems different in that person. You know, like your doctor told you, you didn't seem like your happy, bubbly self. There could be mm-hmm. agitation or displaying of anger, anxiety, or moodiness. Girl, that has just been me. I have been so mm-hmm. agitated. I have been so just just mad. And the moodiness, just my mood just have been changing. Then you get what's called the withdrawal or isolation from others. And poor self-care and perhaps engaging in risky behavior. You know, when you can tell when a person is in emotional pain because they start doing things that's risky. You know, some people will say they want to bungee jump, they want to motorcycle race, they want to they want to drink excessively. And another mm-hmm. one is worthlessness or feelings of being overwhelmed and worthless, meaning they feel like they just got so much on their plate. Those are just some of the signs of when you know a person is in pain. And it indicates, why does my emotional pain hurt so much? Now, your brain, the way your brain registers it, you may be thinking you okay, but when it hits your body and your brain, that's when you know that it's a problem. And that's why when people talk about heartbreak, you know, and even when we talk about your brain is registered and the emotional pain of a heartbreak is the same way as physical pain, which is why you might feel like your heartbreak is causing actual physical hurt. That's why, Sean, people be so hurt, especially when we're talking about the breakup of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Another thing uh, yeah. that I'm looking at with this emotional pain, and I want to give some tips on how you can handle it and ways of handling it, but, you know, I think of that song, um, A Way to Tell, and it's about why does it hurt so bad? Why do I feel so sad? Mm-hmm. 
Sometimes people never even get over stuff like that. You know, there have been individuals, John, that have been married and one spouse will die, and sometimes the other spouse die right afterwards because they can't deal with that loss. They can't deal with that loneliness, that emotional. They People struggle with that. They really struggle with that. But we got to yeah, know. I've noticed that um you, well me, I'm saying. You try to um what do I could just say? Um put something in place of oh, yeah. the the thing lost. I've been trying to and I'm you know, now I'm trying to step back and pay attention mm-hmm. that you know, you don't need to do all that, but um I've been really trying to you know, it's like you lose a piece of the puzzle. And you're trying to, um, you know, it's gone, but you're trying to mm-hmm. find a place, something else to fit right into that spot. And I think I've been mm-hmm. trying to do that. It, you know, I'm, I'm overdoing it, trying to, trying to, you know, fill that empty space that's gone with whatever I Correct. can. Right. And you know, a lot of times with that pain too, Sean. And I've heard a lot of people say, especially with grief if they find themselves crying for no reason. And this type of crying actually may be from a mental health condition such as burnout, anxiety, or depression. And it might instead stem from hormone imbalance too because sometimes when your hormones are off, that can also cause a problem and individuals would just start crying and they just start hurting and they don't even know how to actually what they're going through, and the pain just seems to be just unbearable, and they don't know what to do. They just really don't know what to do. And then, like I said, when individuals start adding to that and complicating it and making the situation worse, it's like, you know, I can do bad by myself. I don't need you adding to what I'm already going through. So what are some of the ways, and like I said, I hear what you're saying by sometimes people can overcompensate and try to fill that void with doing other things. You know, some people try, they become workaholics. Sometimes individuals go from relationship to relationship. Sometimes individuals, they um, self-medicate with drugs, alcohol, even food. That's another way mm-hmm. that individuals try to deal with some of the pain and the, that feeling in that void. But the yeah, um, learn how to I grow from I said, I think that I think I've tried all of that in these last few months. Anything mm-hmm. I could think of that would, um, you know, make me not think about, you know, the way I'm really feeling. I mean, I never ever, do you you know me, never really drank, never really, I never did drugs, I never did anything. I'm gonna keep it real. I done did it all in these last nine months. Oh. That goes for relationships. I, I never chase, try to be in a relationship. I never try to do any of that. But when I tell you I've tried everything in these last nine months, seriously, I don't really like even admitting that, you know, on the air, but it's the truth. But you're being honest with yourself, but see, but that shows how deep your pain was. You know, and I'm looking at something, and it says, while I will never wish pain on anyone, it is unfortunately universal. Every single one of us will experience pain at some point in our life. That's why I'm saying I don't want to go to no funeral. I I, I, I don't know what that would be like. I, I don't know if that would be the straw to break the camp. I don't know. 
I don't want to find out either. I do not know. So when we start talking about this, and you know I've been to a lot of funerals. I don't break down. I don't, you know, I'll be like, okay, I got this. I don't know what that's going to be like for me. You know, so when we are still learning to manage the hurt, and when we talk about sugarcoating things from time to time, those sometimes are lessons that we've learned in life. Now, I want to give you some information. It talks about here are five powerful facts to remember when pain feels like it's too much. Because, like I said, we're all going to feel some kind of way. But we got to remember, you will be okay. You don't have to make it worse, but you will be okay. Know that what you're experiencing in regards to extreme pain or any intense emotion, for that matter, it feels like it will never end. And it's truly a horrible feeling. But sometimes the circumstances causing the emotions are permanent. Maybe it's a loss of a loved one. It could be a trauma. It could be a loss of a job. It could be people that simply won't change, like, girl, my son, getting on my nerves. And mm-hmm. things that are truly sad, but your pain is valid. So you got to know that it's valid, but you got to also remember, however, the intensity of your pain will not last forever. So, like I said, that kind of goes back to the trouble don't last always. Because sometimes mm-hmm. we think we're never going to get through this. We're never going to heal from this. But you can. You, you really can. And uh, the second thing it talks about is you are not too much. Now, the pain that people felt is huge because it's valid. And sometimes that pain got expressed in a very big way, and it can overwhelm individuals. Sometimes people break down. They feel um, they can have uncontrollable tears. They can be angry. They could do, and like you said, engage in certain situations. But sometimes the pain and the expression of that pain may have been too much for certain people to handle at the time but it's not a reflection of you. So I want you to know, Sean, that's not who you are. And it's okay sometimes that our extreme pain can take us to certain places, but that's when we also know that we need to get some help. And it says, but know that you as a person are never too much. So don't put all of that even like, you know, all the guilt, all the girl, hey, two tears in the bucket, you did it, oh, well, whatever. And you've got to remember, you are brave, meaning sometimes being in pain can make one feel helpless. And it will be easy to remain in that helpless place, feeling like you're suffocating or drowning. But you have to understand that you have a desire, and you can have a desire, to make a change, and it can seem un- overwhelming and unbearable, but you can do it. And you have to realize, sometimes, Sean, you got to save yourself. You got to save yourself from the pain by being brave. Any comments in regards to that? Because, like I said, I've seen so much in you, and I'm proud of you. I really am. Because I've watched how you handled some things over the past few years. Oh, like I said, it, it, yeah, thank you, but it takes a, yeah, it's, it takes a lot out of me trying, mm-hmm. I think, trying to. Trying to be, I guess I think I, I'm I'm kind of a control freak. I, I believe I want to control it all, and I'm not saying like run people's lives. Hey. Act like I'm, hey, you know, hey. oh, I, 
You know what? I'm going to read this on the air, and I, I share this a lot with my clients. And I don't know who was the author of this, but it talks about the five guarantees. It says, one, I cannot control what other people choose to think. Two, I cannot control what other people choose to feel. Three, I cannot control what other people choose to do, nor how they choose to do it. Number four, if I attempt to do any of the first three or any combination of the first three, I will feel inadequate, anxious, frustrated, angry, depressed, and out of control. Five, what I do have control over is what I choose to think, what I choose to feel, what I choose to do, and how I choose to react and respond to what others directly express and do. That's really all you have control over, Sean. You know, the other day mm-hmm. I was looking for my son, and I told my son I don't want no alcohol in my house. Girl, why did I find this boy drunk in the doghouse? I walked outside, and his feet were sticking out the dough, a doghouse. This is such a crow in the doghouse. Did you really think I want to go see that? <laughs> I'm just like, I, I, the one thing I can't stand is a drunk. I don't want people around me. And your butt in the doghouse, really? Just the stuff, just, it's like, Really? You know, and, and I know he's going through some pain. I know he's but that's not how you go solve your pain. First you get out yeah. in the doghouse, now you're hiding in the dog. You in the doghouse with the dog. I'm just like, <laughs> you too old for this. <laughs> but we know. Ooh, girl, and I'm just trying not to just let it stress me out. <laughs> girl. I don't know. How he said he want to go back. He's going to do this. You know, he need to go do that because I can't. Uh, uh-uh. uh. I can't. Girl, even the dog don't even want to go outside. Dog be like, he getting on my nerves. <laughs> oh, walking around, he's stressed out. So, the thing is, it's true. They, you, but like you said, you don't have no control over nobody else. You can only have a control over you. And how you no react to what they do. Yeah, you, 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 we, we want to. Oh, yeah. um, not control our kids, but you want to stop them from making the same mistakes we all know we made. And they, they think, oh, we don't know what we're talking about. Oh, yeah, we do. We might not have went through exactly the same thing, but in some way we all kind of go through the same thing from early in life and kids. Like, yeah. you, still try to, you still try to get their hand and, you know, sort of say to let them know, oh, don't do that. I'm telling you, been there, done that. But you, you cannot control it. I have to do it. Though, you know, I've seen a lot in Compton. I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot mm-hmm. on Great Sean, I ain't never seen a sucker crawl out of a doghouse. We've seen some things that's very similar, though. Girl, uh, no, Bruno never had been in my mother's backyard. Bruno never mm-hmm. had been passed out all on the patio. I ain't mm-hmm. never seen a sucker in the dog. Now we talk about it. He was literally in the doghouse. I ain't never wow. seen that, Sean. I'm trying to grab my phone to go take pictures of it. The other night he walked in my room and slept by the dog on the doggy bed. What is this? Really? So, no, Sean, I ain't never seen that one. <laughs> I just ain't never seen that 
we know we know him and you know hey we know him and that other one that's exactly they so much alike it's, it's funny you would think they were blood. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Seriously, man, you don't know what to do to him. <laughs> you know, I, I'm just uh, girl. Uh, then yesterday, I'm in my room and I hear the door open when he let the door. I said, "Well, you about to get shot? You don't be opening my door like that." You know, so just, just oh my God, just give me some peace. Just give me some peace. Now, I want to share some information on how to grow from your pain, because we know that traumatic experiences are a fact of life for virtually everyone, and there's nothing fun about them either. And there is a way to grow from your pain. And people will say, Jeanette, how do you go grow for this? You know, child, I'm just really trying to make it through because I keep telling him, two things go happen. I'm going to drop him off at a, re- at a rehab or I'm going to drop him off at a mental institution. It's going to be one or the other because uh, I ain't going to let him kill me. That I ain't going to do because uh, but you're right. getting on my nerves. you got two choices, rehab or the psych ward. It's going to be one or the mm-hmm. other. Now, when we start talking about how to heal and um, and reviving, we have to basically learn how to deal with certain things because a lot of times individuals go through so much pain and so much trauma, they don't even know how to even function. How do we even function from this kind of stuff? Now, what I'm looking at, and this is an article, and it talks about when you've been traumatized or bewildered or you lost, and you start questioning everything about your life. You don't trust people. You think that stuff is just out of control. One of the things that they talk about is you fall off the proverbial mental cliff and experience some real stuff that leads to a lot of dysfunction and less common than you think. And the second one, it says, you use this as an opportunity to forge a new set of beliefs and a new world view that is more resilient and enduring than the previous was. So we have to think of things sometimes when we're trying to heal from something as an earthquake. Sometimes we got to shake some stuff off of us. You know, we got to learn how to live after the trauma, how to get through some things. So this is what they talk about is we should basically remember that it's not about deserving because we think, do I deserve this? Do I really, what did I do, Lord, to put me in a situation where I got to go find a 36-year-old male in a dog house? <laughs> I never left like that. You know, that's, that's funny that you even said that because I promise you I say that to myself all the time. What did I do to deserve all the time? Mm-hmm. I know I should have ran from the daddy. That's one of the things I should have did. <laughs> 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 but see, again, when we young, boy, so they used to say the same thing. Do I do it Yeah. And so, so another thing is we have to have what's called a new appreciation for life. You know, we got to start seeing life differently. And we got to talk about it. You know, talking about things also helps process things. Because I tell individuals a lot of times when they start talking about their children and how um, part of the don't add to my pain is part of your 
boomerang kids coming back into your life because you already going through something, and then here they come with their mess, and then you trying to figure out your mess and they mess, mm-hmm. and it just, it, it just like, really? Really? Do you and, not and realize? You know, your kids', your kids um, problems really does, even though you know you don't want it to become your problem, it still does. I know. And you don't want that. You, don't, you already don't need the extras, but anything they're going through, no matter how much you try to separate it from you, from your life, it's still there and it still worries you. When they're in pain, you truly in pain too. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, you, said, I mean, yeah, I didn't know what to do. I saw that. I was like, this motherfucker is in the I see me. Yeah, it, it do bother me, but I can't do nothing about that. I try to hide. Son, I've been pouring out so much alcohol, it's ridiculous. And he get mad. You pour out all my alcohol. I told you don't bring this in my house. He asked me, exactly. are you fucking alcohol up under my bed? I said I got on my knees and I was praying. And as I was praying, I looked down on the floor and I saw a, a can of beer under the bed. So I said, <laughs> poured it out. Don't bring this mess in my house. Get it out of my yeah. house. And it's, it's your house. It's, it's you not my rules and my boundaries, and you just it's choose to break them. And I just thank God I haven't had a lupus flare up. Thank God. You know, but when we started talking about this, and I had said something about the um, psychological stress, because when individuals are adding to your pain, that is stressful, very stressful. And I'm going to share some information, and it's coming from the WebMD, and they talk about the mental and emotional signs. And stress can also affect how you think and feel and make it tough to get through your normal responsibilities and make rational decisions. In some cases, this kind of stress can also impact your behavior and make other people turn to drugs and alcohol and tobacco and other harmful substances. One of the reasons why my son want to get back to his aunties it's because he know he can do what he want to do over there when it comes to drinking. Right. right. You can't mm-hmm. do that in my house. No, I don't drink. So he know if he go over there and hang out with his auntie, and, and, and then he go make a comment last night, talking about it all started with eight ball, talking about how his granny used to take alcohol and rub it on his gums. And I tell people he was not a mama's boy. He was a granny's boy. My mother mm-hmm. and my mother said to him, I did not do that. And then they go just make it make me have to go back to them. Go back. Your granny gone. Go back to your team. Go back. Y'all can stay with me. Oh, y'all. <laughs> Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Amen. Leave me alone. Because excessive stress may also affect your appetite, causing you to eat more or less than you usually do. It can also affect or help you or eliminate your motivation to exercise and stay fit. And leaving you feeling like when you get stressed, like you withdraw from friends and families, and you start isolating yourself. Now, some mm-hmm. signs of psychological and emotional signs that you're stressed out include depression, anxiety. We already talked about the anger, irritability, the restlessness, feeling, feeling overwhelmed, unmotivated, or focused, trouble sleeping, sleeping too much, racing thoughts, and constant worry. And we're going to get to that, Sean. Problems with your memory and concentration and making bad decisions. Now, racing thoughts, 
constant worry. When someone is adding to your pain, you will start worrying about stuff. You shouldn't even be worried about You will start worrying more about their stuff than your own stuff. You're taking on their drama. It's like, look, I'm already doing this. One plus one is two. But you done made one plus one equal five, six, and seven with all of the stuff that they got in their one. So let's talk about the constant worrying when someone is adding to your pain. You said like you're right. You, I'm I'm going to step outside of my own issues and, and, you know, introduce, like you said, somebody else's. You know, you can um, – I just don't want to put nobody else out there like that. But, um, you know, when somebody is in so much pain, whether it be, like you said, from loss or a relationship issue, they get so deeply hurt, and then they – either they – Look on to you to, you know, you know just, yeah, to help them out, or oh, good, uh, um, or you know, or just be your outlet, and you want to help them, you you really do, but it it becomes to be a, a something else that's, you know, that's wearing down on you, and you're like, you know, how can I help this person? They not saying things clearly. I'm not saying they're trying to blame somebody else, but it's a normal action. Anytime something is going wrong in your life, you do it. You still, a lot of times you do tend to put it on that other person. When yes, the reality is, it's both. It's not just then you have a clear understanding of what's going on. When you don't have a clear understanding, it's both. And now I'm talking about a relationship. Both. It's not just one. It takes two, and it takes two to figure it out. You can't figure out that other person's issues, and that other person can't figure out your issues. You got to come together and figure it out together, or you got to cut it all the way loose. There you go. Sometimes you got to leave people alone. Sometimes you got to leave people alone. And you got to step out of yourself and stop thinking, oh, it's just them, it's just them, it's just them. No, it's not. Mm -hmm. Well, it kind of goes back to the I can do bad by myself. And it's not that you don't want to, like you said, it's not that you don't want to help, but I can't help you and hurt me. I can't mm-hmm. take your stuff and bail you out of your stuff, and now I'm carrying your stuff and my stuff. When you already mm-hmm. knew I had some stuff going on, and you just add your stuff to my stuff. No, that's too much. That is too much. And like I said, the racing thoughts, all kind of thoughts be going on in your head. Constant worry, worrying about individuals. And the problems with your memories and concentration, like my mom used to say, people walk around with a particular with their head cut off. You know, that just yeah. becomes way too much and making bad decisions. When you're in pain, it's very difficult to make healthy decisions when you're in pain. Because your pain is dictating your life. And that was one of the reasons mm-hmm. why I didn't really want to go to um, Byron's funeral thing because I know it's going to be a lot of people there in pain. I know it's going to be people there grieving. I know it's going to be people there dealing with guilt. I know people are going to be dealing with all kinds of emotions, and I ain't trying to be cutting caught up in your emotions. I ain't trying to do that. So yeah. I'm in a good place. I'm in a good situation. I'm not going to add to all of that, and I ain't going to let nobody add to mine. Yeah. <laughs> And all of that, that's exactly the way I feel. I feel like 
all these few months, I should have. What they, what they remember they used to say, stop looking, listening. I should have did that yeah. because I, I, I literally tried to run past all of that. You know, like, like you said, it's like running a red light. I did not stop and think about it. I'm, I'm so busy um, trying to comfort other people. Like, oh, I don't want them to feel the way I feel. I'm trying to comfort them for their losses and their issues and their relationships and the, everything. Oh, I'm trying to pacify people. I'm trying to, uh, um, they, you know, people got stuff going on. You know, it can be just a regular party or anything, and and you, you know, they want you to come. And then, you know, in my mind, oh, I gotta be there. I gotta be there. But the the, the reality is, even when I'm there, I'm not there anyway. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You're right. You know, I'm. I'm, I'm not. Still not there. You're right. No, all of this death and everything. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be perfectly honest. I, you know, and you've seen, and you know, you know me personally enough to know how many funerals I've been through just since my lost my own mother. And you know why I go? Seriously, I go because I'm I'm trying to support everybody else. Oh, you know, I, I can't not do, go there and show up for these people, you know. But I'm showing up, but for what? What What good did it do? I it have, didn't make And people don't, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. You know what, this is the interesting part, Sean, because I left Compton over 30-something years ago. So when I be seeing some of the funerals you're going to, girl, I don't even remember some of them people. I don't, I go right. out and be like, I don't remember that person. I don't. If it wasn't somebody, like, real close in our neighborhood, I don't remember them. So I don't be if it's if it's somebody that I know you know I'll show up, but if mm-hmm. it's somebody that I really don't remember, I'm not doing all that to myself because like you said it's hard and I don't want the memory because it's not just that person you're grieving for you grieving for a variety of other people. Mm-hmm. It's just a memory of it's just too much. It's just too much. But yeah, you've been dealing with a lot, a lot to add other stuff on top of what you're going through. Now, I want to talk about when to get help. If you're struggling with stress and you don't know how to cope, you may want to seek help from a specialist. Your primary care doctor could be a good starting point. Like you said, Sean, you did that, and they were telling you about that. And mm-hmm. they help you figure out if the signs and symptoms you're experiencing are either a medical issue with the pain, if it's something anxiety, if it's a bereavement disorder, or what is going on. They can refer you to a mental health expert and provide you with additional resources and tools. Because you've got to, hi, Joanna, you've got to have tools to understand how to deal with this pain and not let this pain consume you. It's like a person, when your leg hurts, you want to chop your leg off or something. You know, you don't want to get to that point. So here's some signs of when it's time to get some help. Your work or school performance is suffering, meaning when you're at work, you're noticing that you're accident-prone at school, you can't focus, you're making bad grades. If you know that you're using alcohol or drugs or tobacco to deal with your stress, and I'm going to throw sex in there too, because sometimes individuals will think if I jump into this relationship or if I'm with this person or I'm having sex, that's going to take away. Mm-mm, no. If your eating or sleeping habits have changed significantly, that's a problem. If you are behaving in ways that are dangerous to yourself, including self-mutilation, if you have irrational fears and anxiety, if you're having Mm -hmm. trouble getting through your daily responsibilities, 
if you're withdrawing from friends and family, or if you are thinking about suicide or hurting other people, girl. See, people don't think about that. Sometimes they think everybody's going to be suicidal. Everybody ain't suicidal. Some people are homicidal. They don't believe in killing themselves. They believe in killing somebody else. So mm-hmm. if your stress has gotten to the point that you're thinking about hurting yourself or someone else, go to the nearest emergency room, call 911, and you can also call the free suicide prevention hotline at the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. And you don't even have to give your name. And, you know, and I'm just reading this information, and, and, and I'll, I'll throw Brian out there because he's no longer here. I didn't realize that part of his stress could have been why he was at that point where he was becoming homicidal and wanting to hurt folks. I didn't even think about that. I know how people become suicidal, but you could be so stressed out, you want to hurt somebody else. And people don't realize that. So when people are adding to your pain, sometimes they need to get out your face before you hurt them. They don't even Amen. realize They don't <laughs> Girl, don't even, because I'll be looking at myself sometimes, I just be shaking my head like, if this boy don't get out of my face, if this boy don't get away from me, <laughs> just get away from me. Yeah. So, I think yeah, I've even been through that. I said, I've even been through that. I, I, I would get so upset and not upset enough for it to show everybody else. I would get upset and, and really, seriously, be smiling and be like, you know, I can really hurt that person. And they don't really know that I, I'm really considering it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, and I'm talking about Lisa. They don't. They mm-hmm. really, really don't. And then they'll be laughing and grinning in your face and not even realizing that you really need to get away from me right now. You really need to mm-hmm. leave me alone. Don't I, make I the situation worse. Yeah, I put a, a post on Facebook. I want to say yesterday. It might have been a couple of days ago. Days, I might have been in the hospital, but either way, I said, you know, the the, the post was something read something like, you know, um, I'm I'm not afraid of what you'll do to me, you know, fact, but, I, I, but I, I'm afraid of literally my what my anger will do to you. It can go from it says something to prison real fast. And I'm like, Girl, yeah, I saw that's that. me. I saw that, but yeah. I comment. That's true. That is that. That's yeah. why. I, that's why I take a time out. I don't argue with nobody. I don't fuss with nobody. You know how my temperament used to be when we were younger. So mm-hmm. I can't do it. You ain't. Mm-hmm. I don't do jail. That ain't trying to do. And yes, again, but I felt that's the way I feel. Felt and and semi still still feel that way. To be honest. But you know, and don't have thing, it's really me. Correct, correct. Well, it goes back to, Sean, what you said before is what control is when you one feel that they can't, I don't have control, they can lose control to gain control. I remember I used to always talk about a lady named Miss Porter, and as I'm sitting here and I'm facing my bookshelf, she gave me a book. And um, I did never read this book for a long time. And the book talks about how to stay calm, cool, and collected when the pressure is on. And it even talks about a stress control plan even for business people. And she gave me this book when I wasn't even a business owner. And it talks about why you need a lifelong plan for handling problems and stress. 
So the bottom line is, you know, no one, there's no such thing as a perfect parent, nor is there such thing as a perfect relationship. But no one prepared us for if you start having children and children become teenagers and adults and young adults and the drugs and the alcohol and the relationships and what, what, nobody taught us how to deal with that kind of stuff. So now we're trying no. to come up with ways of trying to figure out how we can break these generational curses, break the cycles, still be there to redirect and guide our adult children and grandchildren and make sure that we basically know how to handle our own life stressors too. You know, even in this book it talks about how is stress affecting your success. A lot of individuals find it difficult to be successful because they be in their own way. And not only affecting you being successful, but your health and your happiness. People say, oh, I'm in love. Are you stressed out? You ain't in love with nobody if you stressed out. And what is mm. your current approach? What is missing? And the key to being in control. There's a key to being in control. We start talking about, well, I want to control everything. I remember when I was in my um, master's program at school, we had to do a reflection of ourselves. Uh, I drew a remote control. And I was wondering what the remote control had to do with my life. I want to play when I want to. I want to stop when I want to. I want to fast forward when I want to. I want to rewind. When... <laughs> I want to take control of everything. So the reflection of my life and reflection of me was a remote control. But when you think about a remote control, good, have you ever seen corroded batteries in a remote control? <laughs> batteries been in there for so long, remote don't even work no more. You can just did away with the whole remote control because the battery's not corroded. And that's what happened with my control. <laughs> Go to the it, it will burn out the back of the remote if you leave them batteries in there too long. So what happened is we keep using the same tools and techniques that we learned from our parents in this remote control for our back. And it's about the books that corroded. That ain't working. So now we mm-hmm. gotta figure other ways to handle our stress, other ways to deal with family problems, other ways of handling situations because that stuff is not working. And even talking about this, and it talks about run your life. Do you want your anger to run your life? Do you want God to run your life? Or do you want your grown kids to run your life? Because your grown kids will try to run your life. And the life you want and guiding values, and it says choose to approach problems in a cool, calm, collected manner. You got to choose it, Sean, because I know with my mama, my mother was hot headed. She went out there with a girl, like a, I ain't gonna say like an Indian, but she, cause she, you know, she was the one with the gun, not with the, with the knife and the bow and arrow. She gonna run out shooting. But the thing is, you gotta choose. How you go ahead those situations. Sometimes we gotta sit back, calm ourselves down, and reflect. Like you said, jail don't work for me. I ain't trying to go to jail. So you gotta and I don't wanna have no stroke either, no heart attack. So you gotta right. figure the best way to approach these situations. And even when you're dealing with your adult children it's causing and adding more stress to your life, you gotta give them their problems back. Baby, I love you. I can't help you with this. 
And mm-hmm. honey, my my daughter teaches. She was notorious for telling me, figure it out. Mm-hmm. Just figure it out. Figure it out. So do not let people add to your pain and work on your pain. Now, what do you want the listeners to know, Sean, before we end the show today? Because this is a good book on how to stay calm, cool, and collected. Right, and it, all I can say though, and that's still saying, I guess what the show is about. Don't let your don't let your pain, what you call it, um, guide your life. You know, put you know, fix like you said, figure it out. Don't let that pain. Ooh, what is it? Like you said about a controller. Don't let it control you. You be the yeah. person behind that controller. You know, you be the yep. one that's holding so Don't be the controller. There you go. Don't be the remote. Be the person that's able to press yeah. the buttons on the remote. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I identify with these um, video games, you know, the best. Be that person that's holding that controller. Don't be the controller because you can't control mm-hmm. yourself. You, know, you, 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 need, you know, you need to put a handle on it. You need to yes. be behind yes. it. <clears throat> Don't let it run itself. Let it run on on. Um, what do they call it? Uh, uh, auto, auto. Wait a minute, we can get here to talk about no add to my pain. But you know how much pain Facebook caused when they did, when they wasn't working yesterday. At first, I thought something oh. was wrong with my uh, internet. Oh, my <laughs> I called oh, the teacher. I said, teacher, is, is your Facebook working? Mm-hmm. Oh, perfect. <laughs> my cousin worked for um, Apple, and she said uh-huh. people were. Will- and mad, going crazy, and they thought it was Apple. And she, she said, it's nothing to do with Apple. It's actual Facebook. They were literally losing their mind. They were. Wait a minute. And, I got an email from something that was from a whole other country talking about donate. I said, look at people trying to capitalize off of other people's pain. Right. I said, Ain't no telling who you donating and giving your money to. And I bet you some people did it. When they mm-hmm. showed up on their emails, they probably donated. But we need to be careful. we got to at first acknowledge our pain, process your pain, redirect your pain, talk about your pain, and heal mm-hmm. from your pain. Healing well, is possible. And God is a healer. He is a healer. Well, No, no. 
No, and like I said, it's hard when it's your kids because you're like, oh, my God, I wouldn't take this off of nobody else. Mm-hmm. Lord, your kids take more than you will with anything else. Makes me wonder how many girlfriends you done had that you went in their doghouse. Really? This is what, what? you do? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Sean, for joining. I appreciate it. Like I said, I got kicked off Facebook earlier, so I went on to my phone. So I was able to, I, hey, I don't let it get to me. I figure it out. I figure it out. Hey, it's going to work some kind of way. Thank you, Joanna, for listening. You can still let me thank know you anything you want to talk about. Yeah. And, um, Take care, Sean, and I will chit chat with you later. And thank okay. you again for joining us here at Precious Predicaments Block Talk Radio. And until next week, remember, you got this. Bye bye.